Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to this podcast. Lisa and I are looking forward to this conversation with you today. Uh, We have titled this podcast, There is a Time and Place for This. And uh, that is a direct quote from our 17-year-old daughter. And we'd love to spend some time unpacking a particular incident that occurred uh, between us about a week or so ago. And uh, I think it uh, will help create some additional clarity and perhaps some insight into how we can stay connected in the midst of conflict, particularly when we are triggered, uh, when we have specific triggers in our interaction that tend to create and cause conflict in our marriage. How do we navigate that well and care for each other well? Would you like to share the story or were you hoping I would? <laughs> well, um, yeah, like he said, we were with our daughter and she attempted to put a boundary on our working out conversation mm-hmm. that there's a time and a place for this. So it was mm-hmm. a bit of a rebuke that this implying this was not the time and place while we were sitting in an airport waiting for our flight to go visit a college. Um, so we thought it was kind of ironic and kind of funny that she would put that boundary around us, um, especially since, well, we can get into it, but I think, you know, before years ago, we um, often would hesitate or we wouldn't work things out. We wouldn't talk them through. We would let it fester for a little while. And now we're starting to get better at trying to pinpoint what the trigger was, you know, what's happening right now, all these things. And sometimes they happen to be while you're sitting in the airport waiting, <laughs> waiting for a flight with your mm-hmm. daughter and she's not very happy about it. No, well, part of the reason she wasn't happy was, is the crack of dawn. Uh, we were at the Seattle airport at, I don't know, maybe 6 a.m. Uh, we had a two-hour commute, and uh, Lisa and I had a difficult conversation the night before, uh, and we had a difficult conversation in the morning, uh, particularly connected to uh, what I felt like was, uh, what I might just say, that the, the trigger for me or the um, the difficulty for me was, I think I communicated to you in a not-so-kind way, uh, how much work uh, it took to arrange this trip and the travel and the rental car and there were lots of details. And I think I said conveniently, uh, or I said something like it was convenient for you of how much work I did to get this trip ready. And <laughs> as we're all trying to hustle out as the door, we're all in the trying morning to hustle out the door. And maybe I was doing something you didn't think I, I needed to do, or I don't yes. know. <laughs> Which, which, what I want to highlight and what we'd like to highlight in this conversation is uh, how do we, again, navigate moments like that where we're either frustrated, bothered, irritated about something, but also how do we navigate it when it is somewhat thematic? It's not as if we have these one-time moments in our marriage, uh, but it's how do we navigate the, the com- uh, what we might say the common experiences of frustration, disappointment, particularly when it is a fairly consistent theme in our marriage. And so as we're sitting there in the airport, we're getting ready to board the flight. I think we 
weren't really aware of the time. And Lisa and I began to have a conversation that, that wasn't necessarily going to be worked out in those few minutes. And I would say we got a little bit agitated uh, and Ellie was between us and she did say that phrase of, okay, there's a time and place for this. <laughs> and it was a, it was actually in that moment, I think we both looked at each other like, oh, this that'd be something we could come back to on a podcast, which here we are talking about that quote. But the, I think the irony of it is often there isn't a time and place, meaning that that if we allow frustration, disappointment to fester, it grows. And And of course, we have lots of boundaries, needs around us, meaning logistics and family, and we can't always work something out. But but I think sometimes we intentionally might not work something out to avoid working it out. And that's the bind, I think, for many of us. So our hope would be, as we walk through that interaction and ongoing for us, that it would create some clarity of, okay, how, how do we navigate this as a consistent theme? Whatever our issue is, your issue is, wherever we begin to feel stuck. We, we all have patterns of how we often can feel stuck in our marriage. And so where might that stuck pattern be in your marriage, those of you listening? And sometimes the stuck pattern for us in our marriage is where we are both particularly triggered is for me, when I tend to feel like I'm, I'm bearing or carrying a lot of the burden around logistics or, or admin stuff or whatever it might be. And so, without, without having gratitude. Without the expression of gratitude, right. absolutely, yeah. And I think that's, in that heated dialogue in the airport, I wasn't able to communicate that well. I think I, I said something like the words never and always and you know things that we've talked about on podcasts before of words to be careful with or ex- ways of expression that communicate frustration without blame, without harm, without judgment. And sometimes that's really hard to do when we're triggered which is what we talked about in last the last podcast is when we are triggered. And then it's especially complicated when we're both triggered for different reasons. And so I, I came at it as having been triggered the night before and some residual thoughts in my brain. And um, Oh, it was the conversation. Right. About particular things about my story or you had asked me some. Right. We had, we actually had a really good conversation. It was out to dinner and we mm-hmm. were, applying some of our own therapeutic rules about being curious. Mm -hmm. I was asking Steve some questions about um, his mom and how he interacted with her. And he began to share and it it was a really actually a great conversation. And he was able to remember a lot of things and, and I was able to be curious, but I think the end result, part of the end result was I felt a bit frustrated with her and, a bit agitated with her, um, feeling like maybe that relationship robbed some things from our relationship um, in the ways that we're able to interact with one another because of um, ways that have impacted you, you know? And so I just kind of came away from it, two things. One, thinking, wow, that was great. I'm glad you were able to talk about it. But secondly, man, I'm frustrated with her that Mm -hmm. that happened. And so I think sometimes we can you know, as we're telling stories or being curious, we can get triggered and mm. say, oh, why does that have to, why did it have to be like that? Mm. So, so what, what was the trigger then for you? Um, I think I was just frustrated that mm. there, there were certain things that were hampered, you know, the, the physical touch or being able to be present. Um, mm. 
with me physically mm-hmm. sometimes because of the ways that you had to protect yourself mm-hmm. with your mom. And so mm-hmm. I think I just went to bed a little frustrated about that and maybe woke up that way. So here here I was already kind of triggered by something else. You were already agitated. Yeah. Yeah. And I may not even been that aware of it. So when your trigger came along and we're rushing out the door and I've taken care of everything, how come you, oh, I think it was, um, I'd gotten in the car and I said, didn't you get a cup of coffee? And you were like, <laughs> nobody brought me a cup of coffee. And so it was like, oh, I took care of all these details and you can't even bring me a cup of coffee, you know? And so, but I was in my own little head over here. And so I think sometimes, I think that happens a lot. That's right. I packed the car. I put everything in the car. I got, I got the tickets. I got the boarding pass, whatever it is. Like everything's good. That's right. And you got in the car and you asked me that question. Did yeah. I get a cup of coffee? And man, was I, I was ticked at that moment. <laughs> so, but I think it happens a lot where, you know, one of one of us is maybe already still brewing mm-hmm. about something else, and then something else happens, and then now we're both irritated, but about different things. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we navigate that? Because I think in a perfect world, if you would have gotten in the car, and I would have been just fine and happy, and you said, "Oh, you know, did did you get a cup of coffee? Oh, let me go get you one." I would have just got one, and you know, it just it mm-hmm. seems so simple when you replay it, and oh, I can just say thank you and thank you so much for doing all this, but. I was already irritated. And so when sometimes when you're irritated and maybe shame was taking over or some of these different subconscious things that are happening, they block us from, you know, empathy and compassion and being able to reach out. And so now we're in a bind. Mm -hmm. Now we have a two hour drive and we have a two hour drive that was fairly silent. silent. (laughs) I would say could have worked it out then, but we -hmm. were both kind of stuck in our, Mm -hmm. our ways. Mm -hmm. So, and it I didn't think, come out I think what we we're highlighting airport. in that is how there is often in our marriage for us and for many of you listening, there is an intersection of, of our triggers, of the ways in which our own story can be impacted uh, with and toward our spouse and vice versa, almost simultaneously or, or fairly similar or fairly close. So like what you named around the sense of feeling frustrated because of how my own story has impacted us. Uh, and, and also for me, the, also the frustration, disappointment of, of, of feeling like I'm bearing, carrying the significant burden uh, without help. And that's not to say that's a constant theme for us. It's not like that's always true. But, but I think what you said earlier is very helpful of how sometimes we can let them compound and grow uh, we don't name them, reveal them, share them along the way. And so they exponentially grow, uh, which is the key. I think for many of us, when we are triggered, when we're bothered, uh, to be somewhat intentional, as vulnerable as it is, uh, t- to be able to reveal, not necessarily in the moment, but close to the moment. And I think that's what's so difficult about the phrase, like there's a time and place for this, is if we allow that to be the mandate for our marriage, uh, then, then what it does, it can potentially set us up for exponential growth of the trigger that we might not have the, the freedom or the, the, the capacity or the, even the presence, uh, to be able to stay present in the midst of what we are bothered by, frustrated by, irritated by, et cetera. So in a playful way, we're saying, of course, there are times when we need to be boundaried and careful and cautious and we have, either children around or family members around or work needs to be done, whatever it might be. Well, we get that. And yet sometimes I think 
that mantra can be used to avoid the intimacy that actually can be experienced in the midst of conflict, in the midst of difference, in the midst of one end or both of us being triggered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I think we can set up a lot of those ideals or ways we think things should be. And, you know, we should do this on this day or we should do this on this hour. And really what they are is constructs, you know, that we make up in our head about how things should be, which often, you know, as I've been really unpacking my constructs, I've found that there's a lot of shame in there because we sort of set up the way we think things should be. And when they aren't that way, we feel bad, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, what? Why has it gotten to this? Why Why am I upset? Why are you upset? You know, we kind of fall back into that pattern of now we feel shame. Now we feel like we're not measuring up. Now we're feeling like we didn't do it the right way. So I think it was kind of funny and ironic in a way that that phrase came up and that we decided, no, we're going to push through this right now. We don't want to ruin any more of the day because we were off, you know, going to be taking a tour and everything. And so I think we took advantage of the moment we had sitting there which is newer for us. Mm-hmm. I think we would have gone on silence for a little bit longer, but we knew, okay, there's something going on mm-hmm. and let's at least get it out in the open. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, it's also known as radio silence. You know, when there's a, when there is silence between us, uh, which has been true for us, it, it implies something is not well. And, and unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, we were able to somewhat work it out, but it, the, there is a lingering impact and I think for many of us to just be mindful of that, that, that it doesn't mean all is well now. Uh, I think we got on the plane, we got there, we did the tour. Uh, we went into the, the, this, the school's bookstore. Ellie wanted to try some things on. I think she was looking at a sweatshirt or a t-shirt. And, and if you, all those of you listening could have seen the video of this, Lisa was in one corner of the store and I was in the other. It wasn't, I, I don't know if that was by choice, but oh, it might it have been. It, it was by choice. I think we were still, what would you say? We were, I, at least for me, I was still bothered, still irritated. Yeah, I think we'd only gotten to the point where we maybe shared what we were each mm-hmm. frustrated about or triggered yeah. by, and we hadn't. We hadn't really been able to work through it fully, which again, for those of you listening, that is so important, I think, in navigating these kinds of moments is it's a it's a process. It's not as it, it doesn't imply or, or needs doesn't need to mean that that it is all worked out in the very moment that it occurs or the very moment that we're trying to actually work through it. Let, let's give ourselves space. Let's give ourselves the the freedom to return to it, the freedom to reinvite one another into what was happening for you. You, you seem bothered. You seem irritated. Can, can I share what happened for me? Like it, there, There's language like that that does exist. It's very difficult to access those phrases and those words when we're, when we're ticked, when we're bothered, when we're triggered. So mm-hmm. we... It, it took us a while. I, I think it probably took a good 24 hours at least to yeah, come I back. Think so. I, mean, maybe I think that, mostly because we were not just alone and we were busy doing things. Right. And so we didn't have a moment right. to just pull aside and right. figure it out. And mm-hmm. and then, our, you know, like our, our conflict stories get triggered. So my conflict story is when I was growing up, we didn't really talk through conflict. We just waited it out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always, I think I'm always tempted to just, when I feel frustrated, when I feel bothered, um, to just wait it out and just mm-hmm. wait till I feel better and then go on. Mm-hmm. And so really though, you know, it seems like maybe something's resolved, but it really isn't. It just, you've just settled down and you're not so mad about it anymore, but yeah. the issue is still down there. Right. And so I'm really having to change that pattern where instead of just waiting and waiting till everybody feels better to just sort of 
step into it, even though it feels really vulnerable and it feels unsettling. Yeah, I think also what you just shared too is for most of us, those fundamental moments of disconnect really are connected to hurt. And we were both wounded. I think we both felt hurt. Right. And and how we react to that hurt, yes, uh, is a common relational response we have in our marriage. And I think that's true for most of us in, in the marriage that we're in, uh, is that we have a relational response when we feel wounded, when we feel hurt. And for us, it's been distance. It's been withdraw. And so here we are in this bookstore that isn't very large, but we're almost in these opposite corners. And I think you walked by one time and I said something unkind, like, I don't remember, uh, it, it was something like, do you not want to be here or what? You know, just something that I, I was still agitated. I'm still bothered. It's not a helpful engagement, but it, it's out of a sense of feeling hurt. It's out of a sense of being wounded. And those are the kinds of comments that happen in our marriage, not not only ours, but I think for many of those of listening is those are similar experiences where where we are triggered, bothered, hurt, frustrated, disappointed, something. We don't have the time or the bandwidth to maybe work through it in that very moment, uh, and it lingers. And our hope in those moments is to at least put words to something's happened. Let's check in about it at some point if we're not able to in this moment. But the the danger in not returning to it is, again, it, it will grow. Mm-hmm. And and that has been true for us is at times we've allowed moments like that to be so disruptive uh, that they do create an ongoing uh, sense of disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ironic, again, that that these were the situations that were at play because neither one of our hurt, quote unquote hurt, was something that the other needed to fix or that we need to compromise on or we needed to figure out. All all we really each wanted was for the other to say, oh man, that's really hard. I'm really sorry. Hmm. You know, I think it could have, looking back in hindsight, of course, it's it, we easily could have just said, you know, if we were both in a good place, wow, that that must have been really hard. I, you know, I could have thanked you. You could have said, you're right. That's frustrating about, you know, the stories that I was talking mm-hmm. about and how they impacted us. So, but I, I think here's the bind is I don't know if either one of us knew what the other was triggered no, by. Right. That's that's right. what we want to highlight is that's what's difficult in marriage is we right. often don't know. Right. You just maybe want to take it personally. Like they're mm-hmm. just not listening to me, and so. But what I'm saying is I think how we eventually talked it through, because I think by that evening we were kind of back on track. So I I know there's at one point where we both maybe realized the other one was just hurt. Mm -hmm. And which is very common, which is often the case. And not that that simplifies it, but but having that awareness is really powerful. That all I need really to do for you is to empathize with your hurt Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge it and say, you're right, I had a part in that, or I get that. And that can be so healing and so powerful. I think also what you just named speaks a little bit to what we talked about a couple podcasts ago when we were in the conversation around stuck to unstuck and how when we are stuck in in those uh, ruts, maybe of conflict or difficulty or tension, that phrase of what happened uh, can be... as long as it's offered out of curiosity, not out of blame, but mm-hmm. hey, what happened? Uh, you, you seem a bit upset. You seem a bit bothered. Help me to understand. Which is uh, those are those are just just so so courageous to ask and to wonder with one another, especially in moments where 
we are bothered, where we are wounded, where we do feel hurt. And I think that like, what you just offered is that invitation uh, to be intentional in moments where a particular trigger intersects with our spouses and, and we find ourselves maybe flooded, overwhelmed, stuck again. Here we go again, uh, that, that mantra that we've used before. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, again, what you just said too is that it softened over over the next kind of half a day maybe. And if we could go back and have a conversation and with all of you listening like we are now about that moment, I think what helped soften was we were a bit more intentional in those moments of, I think what was bothering me was, or what was hard for me was, or what was difficult. And you were able to share that, uh, the frustration about the conversation that we had that evening before. And mm-hmm. and so it is a return. It's almost this, uh, what I playfully say with couples, almost this 24, 48 hour window of time, uh, post trigger, post hurt, post frustration. Uh, let, let's return to it within 24 hours, if possible, uh, at, at and 48 at the most, because what as things happens is many of us are aware of the, the seed is planted, the seed of contempt grows or the seed of disappointment continues to fester. And so we, we want to be intentional, uh, about being careful with allowing time to pass uh even though our lovely daughter used that phrase which of course there is a time and place for this at times Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes we might use that as a way to avoid the intimacy of what could actually be experienced and cultivated in those moments where we both might be triggered Mm -hmm. and again i guess we can't say this enough that i really feel like as i look back the key is awareness and awareness of for me like i'm not even known what I was feeling frustrated about when I woke up, but just being aware, oh, this is that conversation and this is how I was impacted. And, oh, I'm aware this is what I'm bringing, you know, to this day, you know, into our marriage. And then being aware of what you mentioned in the morning, you know, I feel like I was doing all the work and I needed, I needed some gratitude. And so having that awareness is what's, I think what softens your heart too, is just being able to see what's happening, what's at play and being more aware rather than just pushing further and further into defensiveness and frustration. And, oh, he just said another thing and you just did this and I did that. Instead of just going back and going, what was the, what was the root of this? You know, how did this originate? And, and being able to be kind to that in in ourselves and, and then in the other. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>